0: Testing one, testing two. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Really appreciate each and every last one of you guys for tuning in to this thing. We're going to talk about it, be about it. Let's get this thing going one way or another. I am Law Nation. This is the Midday Sports Report as we begin to talk a little bit about what Jerry Jones have to say about this team collectively. I don't know. I do not know whether or not He's feeling what we're feeling as it relates to the offensive coordinator, as it relates to Dak Prescott development. Hey, this is the thing, and I always will say this. You always have to do a self-inventory of yourself, meaning that you have to look at things where you're doing bad at and see if you can elevate those things. And then also, in the same breath, look at things that you're doing well at and uh, see how you can improve that. I call it, personally, bettering your best you got to do that this is what we call life this is what we call inventory of the soul and mind that is how you do things in this natural world now with that being said <clears throat> we really got to see what jerry jones meant about what he need to do what this team need to do to improve or what they see far as uh the, you know far as the development of the quarterback and things like this is it a cause to pause type of situation is it one of those things where you really you really deep down in your heart and soul saying to yourself how can i improve just the bottom lines the bottom bases of everything now for those who don't get the notification let me know <laughs> i've been having a little issues a little bit with the uh, notification not going off and firing off to those out there, if you're still part of the notification gang, let me know and uh, we can get this thing going. Because I'm gonna spit the truth, regardless whether or not you know you guys are here, there, or everywhere. But let's see. Let's go ahead. And listen Dick to this. Jerry
1: Jones's cup clearly half empty. Here's what he had to say about the team's first shutout loss since 2013, 2003.
2: We are concerned. We should be concerned. Parity is uh, really here in the NFL there's a lot of competitive teams that uh, have a chance here and uh, we've got to realize that uh, any team can beat you they pay their guys too when you play them and they're paid to beat you and uh, you go out there and give them an opportunity and line it up for them it can happen to you
0: yes, indeed.
1: all right stink is yeah. jerry jones right to be worried to be concerned about this team
0: oh he's definitely right but before Chris Carter go, we, we're listening in to First Thing First. Uh, this is the thing. When you're talking about parity, this is where the league wants us to be at. Everybody should be on the same page or speaking from the, uh, I guess, what we want is competition, basically. That's the best way that I can put this. The NFL would love to have competition across the board. We do know that in the early 80s, and one can argue in the late 80s, basically. And then on top of that, if you look at the uh, quote unquote mid 90s, there was a window of teams just continuously dominating because this this was right before the uh, salary cap was implemented and teams were losing money. So what Jerry Jones crafted up and some of the other owners, they said, "Okay, we can do revenue sharing, whereas we can help out those smaller markets and then just elevate everyone else uh, as it relates to a team wise. So with that being said, as we look at everything across the board, teams are becoming better collectively. Now, the problem is, is that the Cowboys. (laughs) <laughs> since 1995 we still been waiting <laughs> we've been waiting to host anybody's Lombardi trophy right but it, it is what it is at this point sometimes when I was talking about earlier about the invita- the invitations of inviting everybody to do self-inventory of themselves you got to also Jerry Jones look at the root and see what's going on about this team why, why are we still collectively over the past 20 years been right in the middle, the eight and eights and the eight and eights mantra uh, collectively. You know, I'm not saying that this team is going to be an eight and eight team or last year's team was an eight and eight team, but collectively for the last 20 years we've been right in the middle uh, and you have to do a self-inventory. You're going to have to answer to yourself and say, I'm doing everything to elevate this team to the next level because there's no salary cap as it relates to the coaching staff. You can go out there and get the best of the best. (laughs) You got the cachet, you got the money. And then you have the loyal fan base because we are loyal to a degree that we still have yet to turn our backs on this team. So we have patience. We have strong patience for this team. But we still need to see what the result's going to be this year to see whether or not is Jason Garrett, is he's going to be the the guy that can bring us forward to making this thing, making this thing move. We already know what Scott Lennihan is doing right now with his offense. We can see that with our natural eyes, with, you know, we can see those small factors, but how can we elevate to the next level? Now, granted, we see the quarterback play. It regressed in a sense, and we already know that collectively, and I always like to use the word collectively because it's it's the parts around the quarterback. That the co- the coaching staff has said, okay, we get rid of Dez Bryant. We're going to put in some players that's I guess what they said all offseason, Dak friendly players. So we got the Dak friendly players now, because they got rid of Des Bryant Jason, Jason Witten, he retired or what have you. So they have a young tight end core. We understand those type of issues out there because it's going to take time to develop. And then I can also argue this point right here, the offensive line where we put and sink all our money on is <laughs> decaying right in front of our faces because this offensive line have not been healthy since 2016. Then we have a developmental guy named Connor Williams. These are not excuses. These are just facts. What I'm saying is now that we have all of these issues going on and we know for sure what Scott Linehan brings to the table, how can we reevaluate? How can we evaluate these things? So I'm going to let them talk, and then we're going to jump back onto those topics. Get your questionings together because I would love to hear your opinions. I love this. I love this.
1: They pay their guys too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. They pay the other guys on the field. Uh, yeah, sure. You, you've got to be concerned. I mean, I think you have to look at several factors here. The way that team has been built was to dominate the line of scrimmage, run the football, Open up your play action, just ask Dak not to turn the ball over. That's kind of how they're constructed, if you will. And you look at even the, the course of the last few weeks. I mean, Tyron Smith has had injuries. Um, Suafilo had the eye poke. He yeah. missed time. You lost Travis Frederick for the season. right? Last week, Zach Mark- Martin didn't play. I mean, what you've built your team around. Now, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are the best offensive line in football. They're just not that anymore, but they're still formidable. They're still pretty good when they're together and when they're relatively healthy. And that's how you've built your team. And you know what? That wasn't them last week. And so, that is that is a concern for me going forward because you're built a certain way and you've got to adhere to that identity. But when you have injury issues, it's hard to. And, you know, it's hard to have that happen for you. So, yeah, should you be concerned? Absolutely. Anytime you can't produce as an offense, and then you couple that with you've given up, what, just about more sacks than anybody in football?
3: Second most sacks of anybody in well, football. In, in, in
1: the 50s, right? 51.
3: 50, Dak's been sacked 51 times. And, it's ridiculous.
1: Know, and part of that, obviously, is the lack of continuity up front. Part of that is, you know, Dak holding onto the ball. Yep. Part of that was early in the season receivers not beating one-on-one coverage mm-hmm. I mean there's yeah. there's there's it's stacks so It's like building block you know there's reasons that all these things happen but you know how you're built how you're constructed and when that breaks down mm-hmm. you're you're a meager offense you're a pretty average offense when you don't adhere to the principles that you've built your team on well,
0: and the other reason before uh nick begins to do his point here shout out to david man thank you for making the donation to help grow the nation i really appreciate anything and everything that you guys do with all of the love and adulations and the dedication that you have for the nation is everything uh david alexander says but if sometimes run thins and with that being said but we need to be a part of him around him we need to build around him and where is the root of the issue we need to have that pinpointed uh i i, I agree wholeheartedly uh, what you're saying david uh this is the thing uh, uh that was mark slayer that you heard in the background this is not that was not my chair talking uh we listening end to first thing first and he's a uh, an analyst he played offensive line or, or he played that that particular positioning so uh, he have a validations and he's have a valid point although I always say this <laughs> validation is only good for parking but he have experience and expertise in those particular arenas and the categories as it relates to offensive line play and he mentioned that and, and, and yes one can look back at the scales and say yes 51 or 54 sacks that's a lot that's a ton of sacks. now can you can you put everything on Dak Prescott as far as him holding the ball you can do to a small degree but at some point if the issue is continuously happening you got to look back at everything remember I was talking about the inventory aspect of it right we was talking about hey when we look back at this offensive line what what's going on we see that Tyron Smith, he, he was holding a guy when a big play is open. And then we see from the right of him, the left guard, they've been rotating that guy like musical chairs. To the, there's no continuity with that particular piece. And if you go back and watch the Colts game, I love Joe Looney. <laughs> we all can argue the fact that he's a very, very lovable guy. He's, he's very uh, personal. You ask him a question, he's going to try to find the answer for you. So we, we love that aspect of him, but he's, he's at best a backup center. Regardless of how you look at it, he is a backup center, and he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Not a great job, but he's doing a good job. And then to the right of him, we had the Connor Williams kid who's learning and developing, who started off this year as a left guard. To me personally, his skill set streams everything of a tackle, but they misused him and they misusing him because he's going to have to develop, basically. (laughs) So is that a good problem to have, to have a guy that's playing decent in that positioning? Uh, One can argue and say yes, but this is the thing. When you look at Lyle Collins, everybody knows that he's a guard. (laughs) You can go and ask 31 other teams, and you can talk to their scouting department, and they will say, hey, immediately we will move him as guard. And look at it this way, Cowboys Nation. Just look at it this way. I've been streaming, and I've been yelling, and I've been cursing, and I've been fussing. Byron Jones, he's not a safety. He's a cornerback. The defensive back play of Byron Jones is great when he's playing corner. But when he planned out in space, he got some liabilities. He got some questionings. He got some problems with range, directing the ball and tracking the ball out in space, right? We see those things with our natural eyes. Cowboy Nation, we've been yelling at the top of our lungs. The moment they move this guy's cornerback, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Let me know. This guy's going to a Pro Bowl with zero interceptions because his skilled players is just locked down, doing great out there as the cornerback. Now, if we can see that and none of us in the chat box, I can't count your salary, but I'm just going to just guess. I don't think nobody in this in the chat box is making six and seven million dollars a year or whatever the the, the average salary range of any of these coaches out here. Collectively, nobody's making three to four million dollars, but we can see with our eyes and say to ourselves, look, this team, this team. Sometimes we can do better as fans evaluating this player's skill set because I guarantee you, as much as I'm telling everybody that Lyle Collins is not a right tackle, the moment he goes to another team, they kick him as left guard or they move him as right guard, he makes the Pro Bowl and everybody be like, man, dog. The Cowboys mis-evaluated that particular positioning. That's just how it goes, guys. Now, I'm going to go ahead and hit play, and we're going to listen to what Nick have to say. I really appreciate everybody that's in the chat box, man. really appreciate you, David Alexander, for making another donation, as well as ya, all coop. <laughs> I messed up your name. Marcos, right? Yes, we need play to our best offensive strength. Yeah, we do. We do. Of course there's a reason for concern for the Cowboys, is now the evaluations are
3: different. It's no longer can you get into the playoffs, it's, okay, we know who's going to be in the playoffs, how good are you compared to them? So during this winning streak, almost every game you played, it's like, oh... We've got, at the very least, the best defense. Well, in the playoffs, you're not going to have the best defense. The Bears' defense is clearly better. The Vikings' defense has the ability to be better if they play at their best. All right, so in this and winning... the Saints' s- defense is playing. The Saints. Saints' defense, right, in the last yeah, month and a half right. is playing at least as well. It's like, okay, so when we get to the playoffs, oh, we're definitely going to have the worst passing attack. They're not Washington and Mark Sanchez and mm-hmm. Josh Johnson coming in here. So when you are just, when you're 3-5 and five and you're clawing to get into the playoffs, there's one level of evaluation, but now that we know they're going to win the NFC East, the level of evaluation is how do they stack up against the Saints, Bears, Rams, Seahawks, and most likely Vikings, and the reality is on a neutral field, the Cowboys are a slight slight underdog against Seattle, a slight underdog against Minnesota, I believe, and a significant underdog against those other three teams, and because what those teams don't have that the Cowboys do is the one glaring weakness, which is not just the passing game and giving up the sacks, But as you mentioned earlier, Jenna, this team, indefensibly, in my mind, given the fact that they have Ezekiel Elliott, is the second-worst red zone offense in football. Like a lot of that is what we saw last week. In a, going for it on fourth down, fourth and goal, and getting stuffed. Having a guy on third and third and one from the four, throwing a pass to your backup fullback, and having him just drop the ball. Like their their red zone play calling and their red zone execution. Has, the only team that's been worse than them this year is the Niners, who are on their third quarterback. That's problematic for them.
1: How do you get better in the red zone?
0: Shoo, man! They that guy is dropping some uh, some knowledge right here, and I, I trust me. Every now and then, you know, Nick do bring in some facts, and I like that. Uh, this is the thing: um, red zone uh, offense. We we look at some plays from uh, Scott Lennon hand and things like that. And to me personally, he's a vertical threat of an offense guy. You know, he he loved to have his team to run these routes, which is like a, a button hook or a dig and uh they do the mirror light and then on top of that he sends everybody vertically and and they love he's just shotgun happy uh to me personally I'm on record saying that the Dak Prescott's of the world will be better in a west coast offense RPO spread offense something like that but if you do not and I'll go back to this analogy all the time just because Steph Curry can shoot the three he can just wonderful he can just drop it up on the dime, but if you utilize Steph Curry as the center and you say, "Okay, Steph Curry, I'm gonna put you down low post, and that's gonna be your game," guess what's going to happen with Steph Curry's uh, production? It's going to be be diminished. At some point, you got to figure out a way to utilize Steph Curry to his strength off the ball, catching the ball, dribbling the ball down the down the court, or what have you. And I just had to bring you guys this football uh, back, bring it back to basketball and football. It's all about how you utilize the weapons that you got. Now, will Dak Prescott ever become the best quarterback uh, pocket passer in the world? We will never know. But from what I can see as far as tape for this, I guess, going into his third year, there's nothing that can prove that he will be developing in that aspect, especially when the pocket collapse. And then on top of that, you're giving up sacks coming off the left side, and then your actual... Uh, uh, pillar of the uh, offensive line is holding. When you finally do make a place, those boneheaded plays count and makes up for a lot slows down a lot. And I'm not giving Dak Prescott a pass. No, this is not the angle, but what I'm saying is collectively, and I'm always go back to this thing collectively. If you do not play to this guy's strong suit, then it's going to be looking like, Oh, Steph Curry in the low post. <laughs> can he score? Yes. He can finally, finally find ways to score. But will it be consistently? No, Cause, because that's not his strong suit. And we look back at everything, Cowboys Nation, it's just one of those things where it's, we go back and we pinpoint it. Wow. Oh, wow. The offensive coordinator, Jerry Jones, empowering Kellen Moore's of the worlds. Yes, it's low-hanging fruit, but don't get long. Do you have any proof? that it were these issues before Dak prescott and i would say yes yes we can go back to the green bay packers game in 2016 when we played in the playoff yes i'm talking about that we was averaging averaging 6.2 or 3 something per carry for ezekiel elliott but he wanted to get back into the shotgun he want to be able to play his style of play that's not a strong suit do what got you there right Oh, law, do you have any more information on that? Let's go back to 2014. Tony Romo, those same routes that's called to this day, Tony Romo gets to the line and he would say, hey, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> white 80, white 80, kill, 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 kill. <laughs> let's change this up. <laughs> let's let us change this whole entire play up. Nah, I'm not finna do this. I'm going to be the offensive coordinator out here. Because they are not finna to coo- screw me around. <laughs> but to have that type of knowledge, to have that type of pedigree, it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. And Dak Prescott, he don't have the longitude nor the latitude to change that. And it's quite funny to me that Cooper been here for like two days and he's already saying, hey, I'm not in the right positioning. The coach is. The staff, they keep on calling this button hook. And I did a film session. Only 500 people watched my film session the other day, but it's all good. But when you go back and watch the film session, you will see the fact that they did the exact same play by three or four times. Run, button hook, turn around, there's the ball. There's nothing that you can do to create more separation than that. There's nothing. Because this is a, it's a 10-yard route. You turn around, you look for the ball. And then and after you look across the board, the, the tight end, he runs five yards. and He turns into a button hook. And then the, the, the opposite wide receiver on that exact same play, he's mirroring what the actual uh, X receiver is doing. And then you have number 21 run out to the flats. That's the body. And that is the staple piece of this particular offense. Vertical button hook comeback route, dig routes occasionally you will have a slow go route with number 19 out there on the edge that's all you will get and i look at this thing and i say okay all right what can else i see out there then when they motion number 19 into the inside and i'm looking at the film i said okay here's a drag route that i would love to see Dak prescott hit number 19 in the hands and he's rolling out to his what left not his right <laughs> Let me know what hand Dak Prescott is, right? <laughs> and then he didn't set his feet. He threw the ball behind Cooper. <laughs> I cannot make this stuff up. The ball bounces off his hands. Incomplete pass. That's not his strong suit. Rolling to his left is not his play. He's not left-handed. Now, if there were Michael Vick or somebody of that nature who's left-handed, or Steve Young's of the world, yes, that play probably worked out a little bit better as far as percentage-wise. Now, am I giving Dak Prescott a pass for that play? No, 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 no. When he rolls out, go back and look at my film. Go back and look at Okoye's film. I call him Okoye. Go back and look at Vaj Lombardi. And I challenge each and every last one of you guys. When Dak Prescott rolls to his left, and when he do not set his feet properly, it sails on him. That ball sails on him. We can go all the way back. I think it was the uh, Seattle Seahawks game. He had Jarrah wide open. I think he could he could build his own real estate out there. He was so wide open. He could have put on a whole different zip code. He was so wide open. And Dak Prescott rolls out to his left, looking downfield, pointing, and he throws the ball and it hits the opposition. Well, hits the uh, tight end right at his toes. <laughs> we got to fix those things up, Cowboy Nation. If this that was like week what two week three or something like that. Still, same issues. It could have been the, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers game. But thank those who tuned in, man. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Toot Robinson, appreciate you for the donation to help grow the nation. He says, Romo used to change Lanahan plays all the time. Not some of the time, all the time. Yeah, you're right. Kill, kill, kill. Shout out to you, Virginia Finders, and Janique. We appreciate you guys. Corey Allen, thank you for the donation to help grow the nation, man. Really appreciate you, man. Uh, he says, injuries play, playing. Uh, calling is to some of the uh, uh, to I guess to, to the extent has been the reason for the offensive line uh, a bad play basically. Uh, yes, you were right. Injuries uh, always plays a major role in this thing, especially when you have a I guess collective coaching staff who's not used to making changes on the fly now in 2016 they had no choice but to make changes they had to scrap up everything actually there's some uh, articles out there that they was actually reaching out to uh i guess mullen and his uh previous coaches and things like that to see what they can do to help elevate Dak prescott game if i'm jerry jones if i'm a billionaire i'm going to do this i would get on the phone right now and i say, hey mullen what they playing you over there don't worry don't worry i got a jet You get on this jet, you come fly out here. We're going to sit down with Dak Prescott tonight. You know, we're going to talk about this. We're going to get some points on this board. If I'm a billionaire, I can do that. (laughs) I would do that. (laughs) I don't care what Dan Mullen is doing right now. I would call him up and be like, look, hey, what they paying you down there at the Obscure State, whatever you at. All right, no worries. I got a jet for you. It's already filled up with fuel. Come on out. I'm gonna show you what we what we can do to help out this team in the playoff run or whatever it needs to be. Because right now, Scott Lettishand he's not changing the zebra can. Jeep, zebras don't change their stripes, right? It's hard for that dog to learn new tricks. It's just what it is, Calvin Williamson. Appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for the donation to help grow the nation. We need young, innovative minds, offensive coordinators. Yes, we do. I, I, I agree. One, not one thousand percent, one million percent. I agree. I agree to that. <laughs> it is what it is, Griffin. What's up, man? Shout out to you, man. Thank you for tuning in, my brother. Appreciate you. Yes, man. All day. Let's listen to some more what they got to say
1: this late into the season. You're not changing your personnel. Is it schematic?
2: Right. You definitely have to change something from a scheme standpoint. What I like about the red zone and uh, scored a lot of touchdowns in the red zone, made, made a lot of my career third down in the red zone. The reason why is because I could predict what coverage you're going to get based on formation. They don't do that in Dallas. So they're two playmakers, Ezekiel Elliott. How can they help him out? How can they help out Amari Cooper? Well, you're defending less territory. So in the passing game, there's the deep passing game, intermediate and short. The deep passing game is gone. You can very seldom throw to the deep quadrants of the field, especially the middle. So maybe the back pylon you might be able to go to on the left and or the right. But the field is so much smaller, so much more condensed, teams are less apt to blitz you in the red zone because they don't have to they're going to play everything in front of you force you to kick a field goal or force you into a turnover so you have to understand how can i dictate to them ezekiel elliott maybe utilize him in the screen game all right on first down you cannot run ezekiel elliott between the tackles on first and or second down in the red zone because that's what they're expecting get you an obvious third down situation they can put a little pressure on you and can and get you off the field force a field goal so for me that's what i'm going to do if i do get in the red zone i'm going to throw the ball to zeke and amari cooper on first down and because that is not real real accurate and does not have a great arm they don't throw outs deep outs or short outs because it's a dangerous throw quarterbacks And coordinators got trepidation in having their quarterback throw. That's why when you see a young quarterback come from college to the pro, what do they make him do? Hey, let me see you throw that deep out. Watch all the big games in the NFL. Watch how many balls they throw to on the sideline late in games. So if they were able to add that, Amari, the reason why Philadelphia was unfortunate, they were inside. They knew they were going to run an in-breaking route. If Dallas had an out-breaking route, that guy with a Taurus ACL trying to get out to Amari Cooper because he was already inside. So that's what I would do. Try to get Zeke in the passing game in the red zone, especially in the screen game. Amari um, Cooper, you got to get him some outbreaking things, and you got to trust Dak right. to build deliver.
0: I, I think you have. To- yes, it did. He spoke some truth out there. About those out, those deep out passes, we have yet to see that at all. And now this could be dictated upon Dak Prescott, on but damn it, I don't give a care. They need to figure out a way to start seeing that at least out there on the field on Sunday, regardless of the situation. You cannot play that safe. I do not allow that to be an out. I do not allow that. This coaching staff still need to implement different type of plays out there. If we see one more dig route, I challenge everybody that's out here that's going to see this game come this Sunday. When you see Amari Cooper, when he lines up outside, like as in the X position, I can guarantee you there's two routes that he's going to run because I looked at piles and tons of tape. These are only two routes he's going to run. A deep dig comeback, which what we call a button hook, or if not, he's going to do a slow go long release. He's not going to do nothing else. There's no slants to the inside. And then occasionally, if it's a, a five it out post, he would do that. You know, They will allow that pass to go, but that's dictated upon where the actual opposition is lined up on. If he line up off the ball, five or ten yards off the ball, they do that play. Which is pretty much the DB is saying, I'm gonna give you the underneath. I'm gonna let you take the cookie from me from this time because this is chess, not checkers. That's what we see. Jay, Jay Reese, what's good, man? Appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. He said, who? Not what or not? Hmm. He said, who would you bring to fix this offense? Coaches slash players with the question mark. I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> I don't. But somebody in the comment box, please. Reach out to Reese and, and and lament to him who should the Dallas Cowboys get on the phone with and say, hey, OK, we're going to bring it in. Because to me, familiarity is something. I would bring in Mullins. I would just say, hey, Mullin, Dan, what's up? Holler at your boy. I, I'm going to be in baby, with the B. I got you. What you want? You want to stay in Plano, Frisco? Where you want to stay at? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, you, you want to be in South Lake? Oh, I got you. You want a condo downtown? I got you. <laughs> if you want to stay in Waxahachie, I got you. Wherever you want to stay at, I got you. Jerry Jones should be able to say that. He should have that type of longitude and latitude if he really want to win, if he really want to see some improvement with his offense, if he really want to know the type of, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> a different kick or spice with this red zone. Call, the, call these offensive coaches out here that's in these college leads. There, there's no such thing as salary cap as it relates to coaching staff. He got the cachet. We paying him the money. There's going to be over 90,000 people this weekend in Arlington rooting for the Cowboys, Silver and Blue, and they better win. <laughs> we got a, It's a must win for us right now. I don't want to hear this like, oh, long as we compete type of talk. Right now, we better win all right david alexander what's up man do you do they need to open up the playbook as they did in 2016 shout out to you david man for making the donation to help grow the nation man really appreciate it uh this is the thing yes they need to open up that playbook i uh, look i do understand that when tavon austin got down or went down or was put down with his his leg situation growing it it Cut all a third of this playbook. It did. It did. They used Tavon Austin so much as a decoy. And if you look back at 2016, they used another guy so much as a decoy. Those guys that can run the end around, speed, get out to the edge, that, that, that uh, what we call the reverse sweep and sweeps like that. It opened up the actual defense. It made them play honest. And then on top of that, they didn't have a lot of tape on the Cowboys, which is understandable. But if you go back and you look at some of those games, that reverse sweep, it opened up some things. It got people, it, it released the uh, bracket covers because now the DB saying, okay, we can't put a guy high-low. We can't do that. They motioned the guy. And then they tried to go back against the last game with the Colts. They tried to do their end-around the reverse sweep with Cooper. Which was cool, but we got a, we, we were successful on one of the plays. Then when they called it again, or like a little screen or what have you, uh, it was Flag City. <laughs> That's just how I goes. Janika. What's up? Appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for regulating those things around right here. Shane, what's good? Lincoln Rally yes, yes. But Lincoln Rally and Mullen, yes, those guys would change this entire offense around. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. It would change this whole entire offense around. Uh, it's just what it is man uh here's uh, Vern he says yes, mandatory win, Sunday, no excuses, yes, I agree. Gaskin, we need to uh <laughs> have a new playbook this this is the thing It's too late to just put this throw away the playbook now, but we just do we do need a new philosophy. It's too late to just throw the playbook away because they'll be trying to learn and the last thing you want is these guys to be thinking while they're running, but what you can do. If you can reach out to those who are like expertise and and working out with these young quarterbacks or these different new age spread offense, RPO, that's what you can do. You can reach out to the damn mothers of the world and, and just implement and tell Scott Lenahan, okay, these set of plays, okay, they're cool or what have you, but let me get you off your high horse. This... This is what trust me? I know I had Dak Prescott in three or four years in college. That's what he would say to him, and he'll say this play right here will be better for him. I guarantee you, he'll get three to four yards, especially with Ezekiel Elliott out there on the field. <clears throat> it's nasty, man, for us to have Ezekiel Elliott being, being unutilized like he is. It's just crazy. Uh, number thirteen, Lucky Whitehead did the yes, the jet sweep. Number uh, uh, thirteen, Lucky Whitehead was, was very valuable to us. Believe it or not. And then they tried to go into the game in the playoff without him. (laughs) And let me know how that turned out. Uh, Thank you for the donation again, David Alexander, man. man, You're great. I'm going to have to set up these phone lines. (laughs) <laughs> I might set up these phone lines so I can listen to what you guys have to say in the future.
1: understand, to be a great red zone team, I believe you have to understand how to run the ball against heavy boxes and heavy fronts. And think about in, in the field of play. Most teams are playing some type of eight-man front. So they're playing either a cover three or a cover one. Yeah. Safety's up in there. You've got eight guys you have to contend with. Well, you can essentially play eight and nine-man fronts from a too high look in the red zone because your heels of your safeties are at about seven yards not 12 yards where they are in the field Field. So Great point. Y- yes. your ability to close as a safety, i mean, you're really just playing a couple yards behind the linebackers, linebackers in that because mm-hmm. you're not worried, as Chris said, you're not worried about the deep quadrants of the field because you've got the end line as an extra defender. So mm-hmm. that's why it's, it's hard. When you get into the red zone, you, one, you have to be able to dictate in the running game there and you have go. to be able to run against the eight man fronts and you have to be able to run against those. But you know what you got to do? You got to have one of those you gotta have, have one of have those dude. Can, you gotta mm-hmm. have a dude that can beat one-on-one, that can coverage, use his yeah. body to body a dude up, to get outside, to a whip out, whatever it is or, a, or a fade you, right. and that's
2: where not having a tight end I know the last couple weeks they've tar- targeted the tight end, but guys. man if you have a tight end, those safeties gotta get back and those linebackers you can throw it right over their head, right.
1: that's and what and they're especially fearful. in the middle of the field because yes. when you get down to the red mm-hmm. zone, you're getting too high safety and they the hitting of the time, so you got to get right into the middle left football
0: field over the top of a linebacker and where you now uh you're talking about the red zone the the ability when you are in the red zone is so compressed it's so tight up into that box now this is the problem we do not we do not utilize the tight end enough when we get into the money zone green zone red zone here's the thing the whip of course they talked about that yes you can utilize the Beasley in those parameters but this is the thing when you get into there, it's more so like, okay, when Jason Garrett's offense or Scott Lennihan's offense, when we get before we get to the red zone, there's no dictation, no, there's no, there's dictations from us, right? We get, we do what the actual opposition is trying to take away, right? We would say, okay, they loaded up the box on this side. No we're gonna pass to the left. And so when they pass to the left, and they say, okay, they're trying to stop the left, we're gonna pass to the right. We do not say, okay, we're gonna run it down your throat, regardless of the situation or scenario, when we out there on the field. We try to create space by the, the wiggles and the bootlegs. Of course, we try to do that, but we don't do that. We do the reverse sweeps to do that. And then when they roll Dak Prescott out, it's normally to his left, it's rallied to his right for some strange reason, and they love to roll him out to his left. Now, I don't know why they try to do that. Maybe they say, okay, we're gonna run Ezekiel Elliott to the right, and then that's where the that's where the actual defensive guy is going to be at. They're not expecting uh, Dak Prescott to roll out to his left. But as we look at film and as we look at tape, guys, when he rolls out to his left, it's harder for him to throw that ball. It's just what it is. He's not left-handed. So when we get down to the money zone, they still have that same mentality. They line it up with the shotgun formation. They already have eight, nine men in front. He got the one-on-one on the outside. Yes, Cooper is a dog. He's the beast. Let me know, have we ever yet to see the, the, the amount of games that when Cooper is in this game, how many fades that we throw to him when we in the money zone, green zone, red zone? I know that it's not Dak Prescott's strong suit. Or when we down there in the box, how, how often is the tight end involved? When was the last time we saw a vertical seam route, a tight end just take it right up the field? All he had to do is just run towards the goalpost. He should be demanding at least the, the linebacker and the, and the safety to travel. Jay Reese, man, with another donation to have grow the nation. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you for your dedication. All right, so he says this right here. If we have to bring in a player slash former coach uh, from the top colleges, the most – of uh out of a player to get the most out of players i think that's what he's saying i think we have to either the wrong head coach or the wrong players maybe both i'm learning i'm learning i'm leaning towards both so i guess what he's saying either we have the wrong players on this particular team or we have the wrong head coach let me know if i'm um i'm wrong on that jay appreciate you for making the donation though this is the thing um the coaching staff is not going anywhere. Jason Garrett is not going anywhere. And I use this analogy that uh, my guy Tyson West Coast Cowboys had to say about this. He said in his own words, <laughs> it's a good analogy. Just because you don't like my wife cooking don't mean that I'm going to get a divorce from her. Meaning that you're going to have to understand that that's my wife. I'm not divorcing her because you don't like the way she cook. So that's the mentality. Believe it or not. Ripley, believe it or not. Or laws, believe it or not. Just because we don't like Jason Garrett <clears throat> and we can see his pitfalls and his shortcomings don't mean that Jerry Jones himself is going to step down from his high horse and say, Hey, I was wrong on my son. No, he's not going to do that. He's just not going to do that guys. So what the best thing that we can do is hope for and dream for. If they can change out some things into the inside, meaning that they, maybe we, if we can push the envelope and push the pressure and say, Hey, look, Jerry Jones, look, the Vikings fired fired their offensive coordinator and they put up 40 points the next day, you know what I mean, basically. And uh, we just need something else. Regardless of the situation, it may not be Scott Lennon's fault, but, man, damn it, he got some bad luck around here. Maybe we, we can just get rid of him. That's not the narrative that I'm trying to paint a picture on, but everybody have reasonings, but results are what matter. And if I'm saying this, and the players are saying this. You got Cooper on record saying this. You got Bryce Butler of all people saying that. You even had Dez Bryant on his way out. And he was on the Twitter fingers early in the season calling out the players and what they're calling out the plays, what was going on. And he's saying the same thing. And dogged, we're not even in the locker room. And we <laughs> and we as fans can see this. Come on, Jerry. It's bad enough that we got Jason Garrett and we understand that he's going to clap it up and truthfully and rightfully. So one can argue the fact that Jason Garrett winning percentage is not that bad. It's not atrocious or it's not horrible to a degree, but at least let the fans at least get some type of different identity out there as it relates to this offense. Because we're looking at other teams now, and we're seeing with our own eyes, man, it would be nice just to see something different. <laughs> sometimes you got to wake up on the other side of the bed, right? <laughs> Your back hurt. Let me just try another comforter set. You know, sometimes you just got to change out things, right? <laughs> All right, so Angry Cowboy Fan, shout out to you. He says, Rico, yes, just, just lob it up as a hope and a prayer sometimes up in the middle of the field. If we see one more shallow pass to the flats, man, with his fourth and thirteen and fourth and forever, and you going for it and you one out of five and you looking back at everybody saying, "Oh man, that defense played good." No, you didn't give a chance for it to even get the officials. The officials might have been saying, "Hey, if they lob it up into the air, we at least owe them for some some type of call. <laughs> we at least throw a phantom flag." You don't. You take the play out of the officials' hands. <laughs> I mean, sometimes if it's 4th and 50 or 4th and 14, whatever it was, don't pass that little dump ball pass. (laughs) Put the officials involved. You know, they love to call P.I. at times. I would do this. Hey, Cooper, hey, it's 4th and forever. The coach called out a dig, comeback button, hook route. We've been doing this play three times, four times out of the game. Hell, two tears in a bucket. You already know what goes there, <laughs> and we're just gonna drop back, close our eyes, and throw a Hail Mary. Sometimes the officials just waiting to say, "Okay, I'm going to give them a pass because I, I threw a, a wrongful flag." At least we can hope for that. <laughs> I know some people going give me some hate mail about that, but it is what it is. David the Alexander the Great, man, what's good, man? Appreciate you for making another donation to help grow the nation, man. There's always an MF trying to ice skate uphill. That is funny. <laughs> yes, indeed. Somebody trying to ice skate up here. Let's listen to some more of what they scored,
3: have to say. But I'm going to say probably 30 to 40-year career touchdowns where it was one-on-one. Yeah, and you're they, not a good oh, stat, so probably more than that. Hold on. Well, you don't <laughs> even know
0: the qualifications
3: I'm oh, going to give. Just, where, one-on-one in the red zone <laughs> where they threw it up and they trusted yes. you to jump up and grab right. it. There is no That's doubt. not what Amari's yeah. great at.
2: I think there's not a receiver in the history of football scored more touchdowns than me inside the 10-yard line.
3: Right. No, That
2: that is an accurate stat. That
3: is your stats are good. Oh, is that it? is correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, How many touchdowns you scored? You probably don't I'm even know. i scored 131. Hold on a second. Are you kidding? Wait a, wait <laughs> a kidding. second. Wait a second. Oh, yes, I am, am the kidding. Because <laughs> you've been as high as, on Amari as anybody. But that's not what he's great at jump balls 50-50 balls yes. right that is not his specific skill set no so that that is something that works against them even having added them another thing that works against them bringing it back to your point is the sacks last year in the nfl if you take a sack in the red zone red zone you scored a touchdown less than 10 percent of the time right. so if you give up a sack at any point once you get in there you're playing for three like because you're especially if you don't have a great quarterback you're afraid to have him on third and goal from the 13 fired into the end zone you know what you're doing you're throwing it short hoping to get Guy can make somebody miss yeah, Beasley ain't making anybody miss right? mm-hmm. like and so two that's years been ago killing them. where
1: they were great in the red zone is they were running that zone read, zone read Dak off. was on oh. the edge they yes. have got to get back to doing
0: that Woo! and you know what I, I understand mark slayer with the layup man forget that with the alley hoop and i'm gonna slam dunk it down look i've been saying this and i know everybody been saying this in the chat box when we live watching the game Look, Scott Linehan, when you down there in the money zone, when you're down there in the green zone, do not put Steph Curry in the low post. Just don't do it. Just make set, set him up for the three. Now, if you got Shaqs of the world, yes, don't set Shaq up for the three. He's not going to hit it. Exactly what we've been saying. We've been yelling at our TVs like, look, where the creativity? Why do you do a shotgun play and you don't motion the guy out? I said motion. You don't motion him out. You do not do no RPOs at this point. Last game. Look, if anything that Dak Prescott should have done, he should have said, man, screw this, man. I'm down here in the money zone after Jamez Olawale <laughs> dropped that ball and they call up that eye formation. Now they want to do the power run with the Ezekiel Elliott of the world. I'd have been like, look here, bro hey we're gonna go back to the bread and butter thing we're gonna do this rpo thing right we're gonna have the opposition thinking whether or not it's going to be for you ezekiel elliott but i'm gonna run the rock in i got 17 touchdowns myself i'm finna get 18 now if y'all know what i mean or if not you can flip that thing around and you can say okay i'm gonna do the rpo and i'm gonna give that ball to ezekiel elliott the path of the righteous man but none of that happened none of that happened all game we were sitting there at the edge of our season come on <laughs> come on coach let's go see this RPO, let's look. He can't kill it with his arm, but at least he can kill it with his legs, those Mississippi State legs. At least he can do that, right? That's the only thing that we, we can just have hope for and dream for and long for. But they didn't do that at all Gabe. And Mark Slev said, Hey, what they was good at in 2016 where they was running the rock with number four and, and 21 with the RPO action. are are we on the same page cowboy nation are we on the same page i know i know i know we should be on the same page i'm not retarded i'm not crazy around here i know we should all be on the same page when we talk about this stuff right let's go and protect yourself
1: but dak has to become a threat in the running game and they did that a lot two years ago they have curtailed that to some degree they need to bring that back to to bolster
0: their red zone issues point
1: Lot to do, and they've got two games to do it before the playoffs start. So, hurry up!
0: Dang, thank- yes, man, that's that's a wonderful little uh interview with uh first thing first. You guys can go and check them out. Uh, they do shows Monday through Friday. I, I normally and I tend to do uh, some type of review or my reaction of this, and we can talk about it. Yes, we can talk about it. Cowboy Nation, I really appreciate each and every last one of you guys for being part of this thing, as we all know that. Um, this game, I, I'm saying it. I'm not saying that we should just go back and, and, and say, okay, this is not an important game. No, this is our last home game. Man, this is our last home game. If they show up flat, I don't care if we got uh, – uh, I don't care if they get on the phone and they call Chaz Green back out there as offensive lineman, you know, and, and we still show up and we look like we did last week, even with Chaz Green out there, man, I'm going to explode. We cannot play that sloppy, guys. The guys that we have on this team, regardless of the scenario, regardless of the facts, we got to figure out a way to play a little bit hungry. We got to play with a desperate fight and with some aspiration, inspiration, something like that. And we got to get out there, punch them in the mouth. I wish that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can say, hey, this Cowboys team, if we stop Ezekiel Elliott, we can win the game. I wish they do something like that, but we can't rely on that all the time. So somebody in that locker room got to get in the face. That's why I love Michael Irvin. He'll get into the face of, the, of his own plot guys and say, okay, hey, this my spot. I'll stab you in the neck with the scissors. You know, Michael Irvin did some crazy stuff, man. <laughs> but we got to figure out something to get on the same page. Yes, Victor. Appreciate you, man, on the Law Nation page, man. We got to figure out something. We got to, man. Uh, Appreciate each and every last one of you guys for tuning in. I forgot to pull up the stream for the Twitch. Those who are out there on the Twitch and the Periscope, uh, I apologize because I was not able to read your comments today, but I will do it the next time around. Don't forget to hit that like button. Share this content. Hey. My name is Law Nation, L-A-W. I'm live on iTunes, Spotify. You just type that into Google, L-A-W Nation. You should see my face or logo somewhere around there. Yes, I'm not on Facebook anymore because Facebook, the Thanos snapped me just like that. They took away my whole Facebook page, but it is all good because... I'm going to still continue to talk about this thing that we can talk about. And that's the Dallas Cowboys, right? We can all talk grown man session about that. Or right, who else we have here before I rock, lock load and get ready out of here? Chris Dantzler, what's up, man? Shout out to you, man. Henry, appreciate you. RB, swing pass, anything. Yes. Look, sweeps. <laughs> I mean, we have yet to see a pitch toss with Ezekiel Elliott. Can Ezekiel Elliott get to the edge with a pitch toss? Yes. Are these offensive linemen guys or, 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 or I guess athletic enough to get out to the edge y-e-s yes it, they are <laughs> yes uh stop running the damn 13 personnel in the red zone this is from zach <sighs> if you're gonna do that 13 personnel in the red zone money zone make it 23 put number 45 out there in the backfield with ezekiel Elliott at the same time or if not put a more how uh, about i say amale ale a Wale. <laughs> Jamez alawale in there and Dak Prescott. <laughs> and also do a RPO with Ezekiel Elliott. Put those two running back. Do 23 personnel. Do something like that. Virginia finals appreciate you, man. Yes, yes, yes. I, hey, this weekend I really want to see uh my guy uh Gallup get a little bit more involved too. We wanna see that. Cowboy Nation, we really do Yes, Kenneth Harrison Yes, Facebook is tripping They they think they'll snap a whole lot of people, man you are like, <laughs> they, their account was gone <laughs> But it's all good One way or another, baby Let's get this thing going mm. Y'all feel that, baby Feel that beat mm. Let's get on out, man Get up off your feet This is the Long Nation Midday Report Let's go one way or another That's been my time I really Let me tone it down just a little bit Turn my snares down a little bit And remember And I said and remember You're listening to absolutely nothing but the best Salute I'm out Peace Click the link down below man I got my merch Click that up Hit it up Mm. come on hit that like button share this content we need a hundred likes man i need a hundred (laughs) man hundred likes for a hundred bands right (laughs) all right baby let's go cowboy nation hello And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. We're out. Salute.